Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, I've contacted the tourist board for Abu Dhabi and it seems that Georgia is never coming back. No, that's not true. She's back on Friday. So it's just me again. Hello. You'll be pleased to know that I'm holding it together without her. Although it has been an unbelievably unlucky five days. And um, I'm just hoping that you guys have got better memories of the Queen's Jubilee than I have, because mine will forever remind me of the second dose of chicken pox that we've had in our house. Um, Obviously, you guys were along the journey with Luna, uh, and that was 21 days ago. And then 19 days later, uh, the Thursday of the bank holiday weekend, we are down in Brighton visiting friends. And at the end of the day, Kit's like, oh, mommy, my head's really itchy. And I was like, itchy? That's weird. Maybe you've been stung. Had a look and I was like, oh, it just looks like a couple of bumps. And then he was like, oh, my back's really itchy. And I lifted his shirt up and he was basically covered in chicken pox um so basically came home uh, on the friday morning and then yeah we've had a very interesting sleep deprived three days in the household but to be honest with you my mum just keeps saying to me she's like you've done it now that's it you know you're never going to get chicken pox again so in a way at least it's done in the month and now we're going to come out the other side um i did also say to my mate yesterday i was just like i feel like now i just want to um go away to the Maldives and um, never come back. So if anyone's up for it, I'll have a look at flights and I'll meet you at Heathrow. So yeah, we're going to get into today's chat. A really, really beautiful conversation with somebody that um, is really beating the drum and trying to educate people around Down syndrome. Um, So her daughter, Polly, um, has got Downs. She's now three years old and all of her amazing um, stories on Instagram and her reels and stuff are just absolutely fascinating, really trying to beat the taboo away. It was a fascinating conversation. I'm thrilled to get her on. Today, we are chatting to Lucy Ray. So Georgia is still away sunning herself. I know she's definitely off the Christmas card list this year, unfortunately. Um, but that does mean that I get to take this conversation solo today. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Um, both Georgia and I follow this incredible lady on Insta. Um, and I feel like we are not the only ones. Well, I know we're not the only ones that she's really impacting and changing the mind and changing the view of with her amazingly honest story of her journey of having a Down syndrome child. Today, we are talking to Lucy Ray. Welcome. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. This is your first ever podcast. Yes, it is. I do feel, I'm a little bit nervous, um, but I'm really excited to just, to educate people where I can, which is exactly why I started blogging yeah. and using Instagram as a way to teach people about Down syndrome and that it isn't anything to fear. We're going to get into this chat because there are so many questions that I want to ask you. But for anybody listening who hasn't heard of you, um, can you just tell us how you came about to have your platform on Instagram and the story that kind of led you there? So we had our scan at 12 weeks pregnant. The nurse said here's your baby they are active kicking away we was really happy buzzing and she said they are showing some markers for down syndrome so someone's going to take you away into another room and explain that to you it was so matter of fact it just felt like I'd been hit by a bus we Mm. we both kind of went completely silent didn't understand what was going on uh, and and spoke to a midwife about what that meant and the next steps and this is your first baby Lucy so you're in there very excited you and your partner you know both there together kind of we you know we all know that moment that first moment that you see the baby and then when you said it was very matter of fact was that not the right way that you felt the news should have been delivered? Because I guess at that point, it was markers. It wasn't, you know, your baby's got Down syndrome. This was like, there was a few things going on that we need to discuss with you. There was just lack of um, empathy, I suppose. And it was just very clinical, as I've found later on down the line, with so much more experience that the medical professionals are, matter of fact, there's no sympathy, no empathy involved. It's, okay, this is what's happening. And this is what we're going to do. So so then you're, so, so you've been taken aside, you're in a room, they're telling you that there's markers and what are they, what language are they using? What are they saying? Are we going to have to monitor you? The midwife that we spoke to, she still, she follows me on Instagram now. Um, she, I feel very, very lucky and very blessed that we had her. What's her name? Louise. Shout out to Louise. Louise. Yes, shout out to Louise because she was so positive and I feel like, She really did help our experience because since speaking to lots of other parents, they have had really brutal experiences, Mm. you know, where they've been told, okay, so when it's been confirmed um, for a Down syndrome diagnosis, they've, they've been told, okay, so your baby has Down syndrome. When would you like to terminate? Almost instantly (sighs) saying this is the option, like this mm. is the option and this is the only option, mm. which, you know, we all know as as mothers, when you're pregnant, you are so vulnerable. Mm. And if someone, especially a doctor, a qualified medical professional is telling you a negative about your child, that could impact the decision you then take. Absolutely. After that thinking, okay, well, this is the right thing to do. I should terminate. Fortunately, we we was never given that option the whole way through. But again, I've heard even people up to 38 weeks have mm. been told. Wow, God. Still at every um, appointment, you, you know you can still terminate. So it's like almost pushing that upon them to say this is what you can do. Specifically with, with Down syndrome children? Yes, yeah. yeah. So with Down syndrome, you can terminate the fetus, the baby, up to 40 weeks full term before that baby reaches the birth canal. Oh, my God. I know. And I had Polly um, full term. She was... 39, yeah, 39 weeks when I had her. Oh my God, that is absolutely shocking. It's just wild. It it still blows my mind every time I 
hear that. Yeah, of course, of course you do. Um, so listen, so we're so we're in the first scan, and then they turn around to you and say that you're showing markers. What's next? So then they do a blood test. So they say, right, we're doing a blood test, which I think pretty much everyone has anyway. They do a blood test to see your chances, then your percentages of that baby having Down syndrome. Because we were showing um, the, the markers were high, mm-hmm. we got our test results that day, which I think majority of people get it maybe a week or so later. Okay. Um, we got the test results that day and they said it's a 99% chance. Oh, wow. I remember how I felt actually when we left the scan. So our first scan and I'd, I'm t- absolutely terrible at keeping secrets. I told all my family, all my friends, you know, they say, oh, don't tell anyone before 12 weeks. I told everyone, so everyone was waiting to see this scan and for these results. And I remember being in the car, the both of us, leaving the hospital, and we just didn't say a word to each other. And my phone was just buzzing off. Everyone, my mum constantly ringing me, Mm. you know, then obviously worrying, why haven't we heard from Lucy? Mm. And I just texted her saying, baby's okay, but showing markers for Down syndrome, I just really don't want to talk right now. I can't answer the phone, mum, I'm really sorry. Please tell everyone to stop contacting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just, yeah, had a little bit of time to process that. And then we decided to have a blood test at Harley Street. Mm-hmm. So we paid to go privately to Harley Street to find out more accuracy if, you know, the baby does have mm-hmm. Down syndrome at the time. Almost like a, is it like a, like a harmony test that you have at 15 yes, weeks? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. We had the harmony test. And had a more in-depth scan. Um, I mean, we was both so, so nervous. He scanned me and then Dom, my fiancé, he said, so, Doc, what, what, do you, what do you think from the scan? Do you think the baby has Down syndrome? And he said, well, I don't know. I can't really tell from the scan. Um, but they do have a massive hole in their heart, so they will need surgery when they're born. Oh, my God. It felt like my heart had been ripped up my chest. The news of the baby having Down syndrome was nothing then. That was something that I had processed um, and I had actually instantly said to the midwife after we had the 12-week scan, I kind of blurted it out, I'm keeping the baby regardless. And she was like, oh, no, 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 I was never suggesting that. But that was my first reaction was this is my child, regardless of who they are. This is the baby we tried for and wanted. Mm. Mm. Why would I then say, oh, actually, no, you're not good enough for me. This is not what I envision. And no, it wasn't what I envisioned because we all have a, you know, preconceived idea of marriage, which is never what you expect it to be. You know, baby, nine times out of ten, it is never what what we imagine it to be. Mm -hmm. I had a call a week later I was on my own at home. Dom was away at the time and I had the results over the phone. Yeah. And the woman said, oh, I'm so and so from Harley Street. Um, it's bad news, I'm afraid. Straight away, bad news. It's yeah. bad news. So instantly, and I just remember nodding my head, yeah. And I knew what she was going to say because she had told me what I'm about to tell you is bad news. Your baby has mm. Down syndrome. That's a bad thing. Sharing her own personal opinion is just, in my eyes, really unprofessional. I think it shows quite a lock, a, a lack of education actually around it. I mean, unprofessionalism, sure, they should be able to be able to deal with those situations better. But I actually think there's a huge lack of education around Downs because yes. we are every, you know, historically the language that we're, we're grown up 
you know, hearing the, the images that we're, that, you know, we end up seeing, you know, you have a Down syndrome, maybe you have the pregnancy terminated. So many mm. people do it. That's the conversation. So yeah. that I think this is why what you are doing is quite remarkable. It absolutely should be how you say it is on Instagram, you know, like that's how it should be. But for some reason, like you said, this whole striving for perfection oh, look at me, I've got the perfect life with the perfect child and my child mm. looks like this and doesn't mm. look like that because that looks slightly not like how I imagined it. Yeah. Um, so I think, and but going back to the lack of education thing, I think there is a complete lack of understanding around what is involved if you carry on a pregnancy and have a child with Down syndrome. Mm. Now, I'm, 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 I'm wanting to ask a question because, you know, I'm not sure, and I'll be very honest here, if I could have gone ahead with the pregnancy, yeah, just holding my hands up here, um, and that I feel quite a lot of shame around that. I was thinking about saying this on the podcast today. Um, I'm one of my best friends. She had a child with Down syndrome, but didn't know she was having a child with Down. So she had the test, and they missed the markers on it. Mm-hmm. And so when her baby was born, she said, "Oh my gosh, my baby's got Down syndrome." They said, "Don't be silly. Of course it hasn't." And then she ended up having her little girl, who was her middle daughter, and she says it's the biggest blessing she's ever had because mm. you know she's learned to love in a completely different way than she ever thought possible and have a deeper understanding about how society works and obviously mm. historically all the language and everything we've just spoken about. So I just I just want to know kind of how did you get your head there and where did that come from and had you done any research around it or was it just an instinct, like a mother instinct thing? Throughout my pregnancy to where we are now, three years into motherhood, I've had so many people, hundreds of people message me um to say thank you for educating them, thank you mm. for changing their mm. perceptions and that if they did, you know, fall pregnant again, they wouldn't be as obsessed with their results for seeing if the baby has Down syndrome. Yeah. When I fell pregnant, that never even crossed my mind. It, it was something I never thought twice about, maybe because I didn't think it would happen to me because I know the only preconceived idea I had was uh, women that are older have yes. a baby with Down syndrome. I yep. was 27 when I fell pregnant with Polly. That's young. You know, I didn't, I thought, you know, maybe in your 40s, that was the idea in my head. So I just never thought twice about it. I definitely did worry about silly things like being near a microwave. I used to worry about things like that and radiation, which is really... So this is before baby was born as a, like a first time mum, you were worried about yeah. Yeah, being near a microwave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we knew from really our first scan that there was a high chance our baby had Down syndrome. And it was just a, an accepting process, which I feel like I did accept quite early on. It was just the health scare with that, with her heart, which was the hugest worry for me. Mm-hmm. Because then I did spend most of my pregnancy worrying whether she'd make it through labour, what would happen after yeah. labour. And was that is that related to the Down syndrome or was that completely separate? No, it is related to Down syndrome because 50% of children with Down syndrome have a heart defect Okay, where I still have trauma and anxiety with now has all been from the health side, not because Polly has Down syndrome, because Mm -hmm. I don't look at her in that way. Um, I just look at her like she's my daughter, you know, of course, like every parent would look at their child. Can we talk about, you know, the birth and that experience and I guess how you got ready for Polly? So, 
you know, how you kind of sorted the house out, you know, the conversations that you had to have, the things that you had to get in place, because I'm, I'm really interested to sort of find out the sort of research, I, th- I guess, that you did to, to get you to the point where probably came along. I don't feel like I did a lot of research because that would send my brain into overdrive. I was excessive cleaning because that is my thing to distract my mind. We did hypnobirthing as well, which okay. after I had her, my partner was like, well, that was a waste of money. <laughs> which he really did not want to do. But it was, yeah, it was so far from a hypnobirthing experience. The hypnobirthing definitely helped me in terms of mental strength. The time, the time scale, I don't know if you've... I, I did it twice. Yeah, yeah. My husband says it was the best nap that he's ever had. I was, I really invested in it and I really loved it and actually it really helped me out. It made everything seem a lot shorter than it actually was because it was a very long labour, 39 hours in total. Well, we'll be right back after this short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? But in terms of research and how to look after a child with Down syndrome, you hadn't done any of that because I think that would have been my my stance on it would be like, okay, I've, I, I absolutely want to do this. This isn't bad news. This is, you know, they have a happy, healthy life and I'm going to be the best mum that I can. But how do I look after it? What, what, what are the differences? What, what, like, how do I prepare for it? I don't know how I come across her, but there was a couple of accounts on Instagram that I came across. Mm-hmm. Eloise, I'm going to give her a shout out. She <laughs> has, I mean, I always say she's got like 10 kids. She's got, I think, four or five children. And her third child, I think it is Ellie, she has Down syndrome. And when I saw the normal life that they were leading, why should or why would my life be any different just because my child has Down syndrome? They definitely did give me a lot of hope um, Mm -hmm. and just see, I suppose the same as what I'm doing that, you know, I'm a very regular mum and my life is no different to the next person whose child doesn't have Down syndrome. That's really about it. How lovely that you had Instagram to turn to. Um, So I'm just going to ask some questions here. What can Polly do that a, in inverted commas, normal child can't do or vice versa so what does life look like with Polly day to day I mean she's absolutely wild she is like <laughs> a typical three-nager she has no fear she has so much confidence she's so sociable she does completely work the room if she's in a room of people she wants to make sure everyone is watching her looking at what she can do and she's like oh look look at like watch this jump and watch me kind of fall mm-hmm. over and just to make sure that she has everyone's attention she definitely keeps me busy she she just doesn't stop but i would say there's not many 
differences, but then it's hard to compare with other children. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's her lack of fear, you know, and danger, but then Mm -hmm. that could also be her age, the fact that she is three rather than her having Down syndrome because other children at her age, you know, every child is different. And if you put a whole group of children together, you're going to get a few that are like fearless and will climb up and jump off of a... I was literally just about to say that. I mean, Polly and Kit could be hanging out together and they could just jump together holding hands because he's like that. Whoa, she you want to jump off this double double bunk bed? What, just, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just going to go for it. I'm like, dude, yeah. please, I don't want a broken bone. It's Sunday night. I mean, yeah, I feel like, again, that's kind of an age thing. But in terms of, yeah, I guess the the, the markers between somebody that has Downs and, and a child that doesn't, um, are, are there any sort of behavioural things or do they, is there going to be academic? Down syndrome is classed as a learning disability Mm -hmm. her development can just be at a slower progress than another child her age Mm -hmm. when she's marked in boxes which I do really hate oh yeah she's so Polly is three in a few months but she's marking at like a two-year-old level Mm -hmm. but she's in my eyes she's still progressing and Mm -hmm. when I get told that by a pediatrician or whoever's marking her. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's to be expected, which is a hard thing to feel because it's, I expect that from her, but I don't want to expect less, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt her ability because I'm like, yeah, that's fine. If, you know, she can't speak in full sentences yet, but she will, she will at some point. She will. Mm. Because she's progressing all the time. Mm. Behaviour-wise, we definitely have our challenges at the moment, but she could also be that way if she didn't have Down syndrome. I was going to say, she's nearly three years old. That is the yeah. he- the most hellish. I mean, I thought she was bad. <laughs> um, people's reaction um, to Polly. I want to, uh, obviously you're going to get loads of positives, but do you ever get any negatives? Do you ever get any strange comments? People look, what, what's that like for you and her? I've not really had many negative comments. I've definitely had lots of looks when I go out and it depends on the mood that I'm in. I was speaking to someone else about this the other day. You know, if I've had a week of sleepless nights with her and I'm literally being waking up every two hours, I'm feeling fragile, I'm feeling delicate, but I'm also kind of like ready ready to fight. Not that I would actually fight someone. I'm pushing the pram. I could be out shopping and I can see from a distance another mum and they're looking right at Polly and they're staring the whole way Um, and I'm burning my eyes into her soul waiting for her to look at me but then other times I won't take that as personal and be like oh they're just looking or Mm. you know you might be wondering yourself or what are they thinking Mm. when you are feeling more vulnerable and you are overtired overworked I feel quite lucky that I haven't touch wood had as as negative reactions from people as some others may have in a way that's quite that's that's well, I mean it's wonderful but in a way it gives it gives a bit of hope really doesn't it because people's perception of how somebody should be or where a child mm. should look must be changing as it should be absolutely right I, ha- I hope so but you do feel and I've spoken to a lot of other mums whose children have down syndrome and you do always feel like preparing for that in every new situation. Mm. Even this morning, for example, I went to a new term in our toddler group and it was a new group of parents with their children. We was there 10 minutes and I said, I'm going because Polly was just acting out a bit more, kind of taking a lot of children out by the ankles um, because she's <laughs> overtired. <laughs> and 
I just felt in a bit more of a delicate place to not be able to handle that. Mm -hmm. And I thought the best thing is actually just to take us away because I felt like I was just going to burst into tears at any moment. But isn't that any mum who's or any parent who's knackered that whose yeah. child is is acting out? And you know, I have I cry regularly at various spots around London and supermarket. And whoever wants to ask me if I'm okay, if I'm not okay, I just burst into tears. Like, I've had a shitty night <laughs> and my child's acting like a dick. Yes, I feel I don't know. I don't know. Potentially, maybe that's just being a mum who's. Knackered. Does she normally sleep or is this is she going through a phase of not sleeping? What's that? She's been hit and miss for the last three years. She can sleep through the night, but we did have, well, for the first year actually, she was like, well, worse than a newborn. She would wake every two hours for a year. Mm -hmm. And I had to go back to work being self employed uh, when she was six months. And I used to just think, how, how can I keep doing this? How am I going to wake up tomorrow and function, go to work? be professional, mm -hmm. not have a breakdown, mm -hmm. keep the house going, feed myself, my child, my partner and everything else. But you just find that strength in the morning. Maybe the coffee definitely helps. Um, will Polly live a, a kind of, I hate using this word because I have that normal life, but will, will she be able to live by herself? Will she have relationships? What does that look like for her? I think that all is down to how a child is raised health-wise. Like, yeah, she can absolutely live a fulfilling life a long life um, an independent life as well mm -hmm. all the education that's put in place when a child is young determines how they can live and function yep. for the rest of their lives for and I've said that for any child a child without down syndrome if they're neglected from a young age and not given you know all the right tools in life yeah we're just they won't thrive will they yeah no. exactly of course not and times no. are different like you said things are changing now that you know you can have one-to-one -one support in school for a child that has additional needs just knowing the support that they do need as they grow and putting that into place I think is crucial mm -hmm. um for schooling years so that I I do expect her to um you know live an independent life as much as that actually the thought of that kills me yeah, that she could like live away from me that's amazing to hear and don't worry you're not the only one that thinks that Luna said to me the other day she was like I really want to go traveling and I was like oh amazing I was like I've done it twice it's gonna be incredible she was yeah. like I'm not going without you and I was like oh. well that's fine I'll put my backpack and come with you but yeah. when you're 18 you're not going to want me to be there anyway so no, absolutely not no get away <laughs> from me mum what are you wearing a bandana for oh that's what we did on our gap year um <laughs> anybody listening who um who knows somebody that you know might have just been given the news that they are carrying a Downs child or anybody that's going through it themselves and is thinking, I don't know what to do here. What's your messaging? What, what do you want to say to them? Your life won't be as bad as you are envisioning right now because it definitely goes to the negative straight away. If you're not already educated, you know, on what life is like to be a parent of a child with Down syndrome, I would say that Instagram is an amazing place to look at all of these accounts mm -hmm. who are sharing their lives um, and their children are thriving. Uh, you know, they're in mainstream school. They have friends. They can be independent and do all of these things for themselves. It's definitely not the negative preconception that we have been given from society through the years. Yeah, Things are changing. So don't be scared. And I know you will be because... It, it, it feels terrifying, but it is really not. Amazing. Um, Lucy, we always like to ask our guests on the podcast the best piece of advice that they've ever been given as a new mum or the piece of advice that they want to give a new parent. You definitely cannot pour from an empty cup. Ask for help. 
it took it has taken me three years to say do you know what mum I really need your help Mm. or whoever that person may be your partner always ask for help if you if you need it so you can pour your fill your cup up again and be a better you Um, and the products that you kind of swear by your diehard products that you use with Polly or products that you use for yourself that you love I mean there's so many would definitely recommend a nightlight because I feel like everything you just do in the dark in the middle of the night no it's not a product but get an Amazon Prime account You can. George always talks about that. Because you're ordering so, like, we was ordering like 10 things a day. Oh, I need this. I need that. I've wrote this down. And now, snow. Oh, never heard of that. It's a baby, baby nail trimmer. You know, cutting a baby's nails is really difficult. So it looks like a snail and it slides along the nail. Aiden and Anae muslins. Yeah, love love that brand. Yeah, yeah, the large ones because I feel like you could actually just use them for anything. Um, get yourself a white noise machine, especially one that doesn't turn off. You know the one that's the ones that turn off after thirty minutes, and you're like, "What do you expect me to do then?" Yeah, I actually use that to help me sleep because Polly yeah. was a very um, loud snoring baby. Right. Works for husbands as well and partners. A recent one I have used to help me sleep is Helios Sleep Remedies. So they're all herbal, herbal remedies, and it's like in a little vial. And that helps me sleep every night just to kind of unwind from the day of nursery rhymes. I was saying that the other day. I was like, thank God we can now listen to like Harry Styles' new album in the car and not the wheels on the fucking bus go round oh, and don't. round. We're past that now. Don't worry. They move on. I really hope so because it, it is jarring it, every day. I used to tell them that um, all of the people that did the nursery rhymes had gone. And they were like, what do you mean? They like get traumatised. And they were like, they've gone on holiday. Unfortunately, they can't be singing today. And then I used no, to force them to listen to like Eric Prids and like Glitterbox tracks from Ibiza. Um, so, and now we've got, now we've broken the barrier because I know there's nothing else. Love that. <laughs> um, Lucy, thank you so much for coming on. And we are absolutely loving looking at yours and Polly's journey online. It's just oh, such a beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, like, I'm really, I don't know, I think I speak for everybody listening as well that it's just so amazing to have somebody beating that drum to really change people's perception of what it is um and yeah. also to educate and yeah thrilled that you've come on the podcast and thank, thank you so you much so for much giving for us your time me. thank you thank you so much you can tell how much that meant to her being on the pod and actually for us as well just trying to find the right person to have that conversation and I'm really glad that she was kind of just very honest in answering my questions because actually you know we're talking about a lack of education I feel very uneducated around it and so yeah I just I feel like it was a really kind of important conversation to have and maybe potentially will help people listening you know if you if you've had similar situations to you or friends and how to deal with it you know and obviously decisions that you make going forward um, yeah thank you so much to Lucy an absolute treat to have her on um, as always we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow if you've got time uh, and if you do want to send Georgia a message and tell her to get the fuck home it's time I'll see you Friday Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the wonderful Charlotte Mason Insanity Group 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.